Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. On today's episode of Tiara's Tears and Triumphs, I explore why we can be our own worst enemies and how this can keep us stuck in a life of unfulfillment. But don't worry, that's only one side of the coin, my friend. We are going to flip that coin and look at the payoff that you will get when you learn to become your own best friend. If you want to leave victimhood trailing behind you in the dust as you take steps on a path to empowerment, then sit tight and stay tuned in. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back any time you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. Did you know that you can become a patron of this podcast? Patrons are the people who breathe life into this production and help this podcast reach more listeners. If you can help Tiara's Tears and Triumphs go the extra mile, you can be the reason a victim of abuse rediscovers her smile. Just go to patron.podbean.com forward slash empowering victims or go to the link in the episode notes. This week on the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, I want to talk about the thing that holds us back from becoming empowered. And I am speaking from a place of personal experience. At the time, I didn't recognise that this is what was happening, but it is easy for me to see it now that I have got off the old, well-worn path and onto a new one. So let me first just ask you a question. Are you finding it hard to cope with what you are contending with in your life right now? And let me ask you another question. Are you feeling powerless to know what to do to find solutions because the problems seem to be too big? Now, the first thing I want you to understand is that I am not asking you these questions to make you feel bad about yourself. Believe me, I've been there. But I want you to know the good news is that this episode explores how to get off that well-worn path of powerlessness and get you walking down the path of empowerment. And I want you to know that no matter how big and all-consuming your problems might be, there is a way to get onto the right track. If you're listening to this and thinking, I've tried everything and nothing works. I would just encourage you to tune into this episode and give the rest of this episode a listen before you rule out the potential to give yourself the relief that you have been longing for in your life. 
when we go on a healing journey, the most important tool to help us heal ourselves and our lives and just all areas of our lives that need healing is a thing called self-partnering. Now, self-partnering is the path you step onto that takes you away from the path you have been traveling on, which is a combination of things like self-avoidance and self-abandonment, not to mention a whole lot more, which I'll go into uh, later on in the episode. But like I said, I had no idea that what I was doing for a long time was self-avoidance and self abandonment. I thought that I was doing the right thing to basically just get on with life, even if it meant being in survival mode. So I put myself down the bottom of the list of priorities and had somehow convinced myself that this was the natural order of things. So as a mother, it was, I felt it was my duty to just put my own needs last on the list. I abandoned myself because I thought this was what I was required to do to make sure that my children were at the very least, I suppose, getting just the bare necessities in life. Now, in hindsight, I reflect and think about what I was teaching my children as they had me to model their future selves on. But I'm compassionate with myself as I have made some big changes in my life where they are able to see that I have prioritised partnering with myself to heal my life and heal all areas of my life. So hopefully they will also know in the future that that is what they need to do to heal themselves and their lives. So I'm glad that they have this opportunity now that they've seen this other side of me and what is possible. So I guess it helps them to see that we are all capable of change and we're all capable of creating a healthier version of ourselves. So if we are feeling broken on the inside, the chances are that the choices we make on the outside will usually match the way that we're feeling on the inside. So if we're feeling broken, devastated, betrayed and traumatised on the inside, we can go for things like unhealthy people, substances or pastimes to numb out the painful feelings with other painful activities. When we are in grave emotional pain, it can be challenging to remember that life and the journey of evolution are constant. So even though you might believe in the Buddhist philosophy of this two shall pass, you may not believe that to be true in your case. You may not see a light at the end of the tunnel. So with no guarantee of a solution inside, looking for ways to escape can lead to what seems like 
the most natural thing to do, which is to abandon yourself. We are all here on this planet Earth for a finite time and our truest mission that gets lost in the external stuff going on in our lives is to keep working at healing and releasing the inner programs we have adopted that are attracting to us the life we don't want to continue living. Many people don't begin to recognise a need for self-partnering until there is a life crisis that brings you to your knees when there is something that happens to stop us in our tracks where you can't carry on life in the same way you have been living to that point. This can be when there are big challenges or adversity or even tragedy this is when you get to a point where you are standing at a crossroad where you have two distinct paths to choose from. One is the familiar road that's kept you in self-avoidance and self-abandonment. And the other is to try another path where you choose to self-partner and see where this might lead. At this point, where you face a crossroad and you choose to go down the old path, it is an opportunity lost and your life will stay on the same trajectory where things will get progressively worse. So if you choose this life, then you will keep, this will keep bringing you to the same crossroad because what it does is it wants to see you get onto another path where you can heal and bring joy back into your life again. So life will keep presenting you with opportunities that are disguised in these dramas and um, tragedies in your life. They will, in fact, be opportunities for you to get onto a path to help you heal. So this is really, really important to know. There were many times when I was at the crossroad in my life and I chose the same path that I knew because it was familiar to me and I knew more or less what to expect on that path. And getting onto another path really seemed to be too hard. So... It really, the alternative of going on to a different path seemed more daunting to me than staying on the path that I was already on. I did not yet believe that I could navigate down a path where I was investing in myself and in my future. And I want to also introduce the idea that when you get the courage to make a choice to partner with yourself and say, I am here for you, and I will do whatever I need to help you heal, that it doesn't mean that you leave the old path for good. And I'll explain what I mean by this. If you look at this new path as being exactly that, it's a path. A path is not ever covered in one step. A path is walked on one step at a time. So it's going to be a series of steps that you need to take on this evolutionary path to heal your life. 
So when I decided to self-partner and I was landed in debt because I had lost all control over my finances because of financial abuse, I plucked up the courage to get a financial counsellor um, to help me to bring my money matters into um, manageable balance again because things had gotten so far out of control that I needed to get somebody independent in to help me to sort through it. So was I getting everything in my life picture perfect once I took that step, once I had the courage to say I value my security enough to get some support in helping me to heal this area of my life? And the answer is no, okay? There were still many other areas in my life that I was still walking on the path of self-avoidance and self-abandonment with. I wasn't yet ready to take everything on all at once. I needed to work on one area, one aspect of my life and heal that and get that under control to enable me to have the, the time to dedicate to healing another area in my life. And so I just want to emphasize this point so that you don't think that you just have to get on the path and expect everything to be healed all at once. This is a journey and it's going to require you to take, continue to take steps down the path in the right direction of healing your life. So I ended up facing crossroads in these other areas at different points along the journey. But I was already on the right track. So that enabled me to then get to the right crossroads, which I needed to get to next to start healing the next area in my life. So I just want to talk a little bit more about that experience that I had with this example of a financial counsellor. This was an aspect of my life, my financial life that I addressed, and it was just so important to my security and my survival. And um, I know that it was only one step, and I still had many other steps to take to heal my life from all the trauma, the associated traumas from financial abuse. And, you know, I can be here today and tell you that I've made great progress in this area in healing my life to the point where this, you know, is one of the main areas that I now help women with. So the stress that arises from just scraping by or worrying about going under means that there is work to do on healing your money story and in learning to become more financially literate so and I just want to just take a very quick minute just to talk about that area of financial literacy and say that there are many many women who have not had the benefit of growing up and being taught about financial literacy or how to manage their money and 
it falls into this area of um, this stereotypes with roles with male and female role models and um even though you know we've evolved so much as women the the men in relationships can you know predominantly the, uh, can be the ones who are controlling the finances um in the household and um, a woman is often not uh, not equipped with the right tools and the right knowledge and the right understanding to be able to manage her finances. So this is a really important um, part of the journey for women is to not live in ignorance, but to learn how to manage their money and just um, quash all of those uh, stereotypes and learn to take control of their own finances and their own and heal their own money story and know that they can be equipped with the right knowledge and the skills to learn how to manage their money. So I am very, very close to launching a book to help women on these levels with um, both helping to heal their money story and to help them to learn about some of the basics of money management. And I'm so excited about this book. So just stay, you know, stay um posted I will uh, keep you up to date on when this book is ready to come out which is not far off at all now so yeah I you know I'm now qualified as a money-minded coach too and I love that this actually enables me to help people learn how to save, how to manage debt, how to find spending leaks in their budget, how to find the right bank accounts, how to create a budget, um, the pitfalls of credit cards and payday lenders and just so much more. Uh, but it has some great tools and resources in it to really help people with those basics of money management, which can just make, you know, be life changing. Um, because once you get some of that uh, understanding, then you're able to create more security for yourself. So, and I know just how much money is tied into feeling secure. And this is why this is just such a foundation piece of the work that I do. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that there are lots of equally important areas to heal in your life, especially when it comes to abusive relationships. And I am not obsessed with money, okay? I just know how important it is to have a healthy relationship with money um, instead of having a toxic relationship with money. So it's an area in people's lives that needs to be healed. And it's very important because what it does is it provides you with security. So when you feel secure in your future, you can then explore new relationships in a completely different light to when you're feeling insecure because you don't have financial security. 
when you're feeling secure, you're able to find more confidence in yourself to become more self-aware and become healthy and empowered. So from my own experience, as, as much as I have my faith in God and the angels and the universe, that they've all got my back, I was still an insecure mess. So long as I felt like I was close to drowning in money problems. So it is really, really important to, um, to learn how to manage money. So, and the trauma that, you know, I felt around money bled all over every area of my life. I wasn't able to find a place of calm. Stress and anxiety had become natural states for me. I was always completely on edge and that's there's no quality of life when you're in that constant state of stress so that meant it was very difficult for me to find any real joy in life or any sort of satisfaction so thank god for my kids is all I've got to say because the things they did would still bring me joy even if I wasn't able to find it in other areas of my life but the point is that we are all here to experience joy in our life. That doesn't mean that life is going to be happy 24-7. I'm not saying that. But you don't want to have a life that's completely devoid of joy, okay? It's really important to honour that in yourself and understand that this is this is part of our passage through life that we have a right to seek out joy in our life. So what we need to be aware of is that this is something we need to work at, okay? So it's not, we can't just sit around and wait for joy to fall into our laps. You know, we actually need to work on making ourselves feel happy and secure so that we can invite more joy into our lives. So when we make conscious choices to work at it, this means that conditions will improve for us both inwardly and outwardly. We take another step along the right path. We start to break free from pain and suffering and we begin to attract an entirely new reality into our experience. And with a new awareness, we start to choose better situations. We learn to trust our gut and know that we can say no to what doesn't feel right or doesn't um, isn't right for us so or people who aren't right for us we can say no we start to use our voice and speak up really proactively and assertively um, when it comes to our own needs rather than leaving life to going with everyone else's flow or going with assumptions guesswork or what ifs so we start to make choices regarding what our truth is rather than living in situations that don't align with our truth and like I said if you're like me and you have done an enormous amount of work on yourself yet you still suffer disappointment and pain please 
be reassured that life is always serving you, giving you another opportunity to self-partner. So these times are there to show you a new opportunity to heal yourself, your life and your soul, more to make it more and more and more possible for you to experience the life that you really desire at the end of the day. That's what it's there for. I know how disheartening it can feel to go through a breakthrough in your healing only to come out against another adversity and you think in those times, I thought I dealt with this. You know, I thought I had healed this and you know what you invested to bring yourself to this point. So this can be really disheartening, as I said, when you go through these breakthroughs and you, you think, that's it, I've, I've done it. I've, you know, I'm no longer, um, you know, enslaved to this problem in my life. And then suddenly something comes up again for you and, and you think, Ah, uh, no, really, do I have to go through this again? So for me to break through this self-defeating attitude um, of I should be done with this, you know, that kind of thing just is just basically to remind yourself that this is a journey and that this is merely just another step on the path to your happiness. So every time it is worth investing yourself in, okay, it is worth continuing to self-partner with yourself in this journey and keep, stay committed to healing that and just see this as, okay, obviously there's still something there that hasn't been healed and I need to pay attention to that and do what I need to do to heal that part of myself and my life. So a rich and rewarding life is, it's absolutely 100%, it's a conscious choice that can and should be made every day. Make it your intention that that is the life that you want to be living, a, an abundant life, a rich and rewarding life. Because if that's what you want, you need to make that your intention all the time. Um, not just wait for it to be given to you. You need to actively go after it and be committed to that. So if we keep that as the goal, um, then when you come up against disappointment and pain, see it as an opportunity to see how you can best honour yourself by asking, how do I need to self-partner to bring me to the next level? So these times of disappointment are packed with information to give you opportunity to see that there is more for you to heal, for your soul to break free into the life experiences that you desire. So let's just look at a few more reasons now that we self-avoid, okay, because it's not for no good reason. There are reasons that we do this, and I'm not going to cover every single reason, but I'm going to get into a few that um, definitely play a part. So when we're focused on the external and with good reason, blaming and shaming others for the state of our life, 
we get into this space of self-avoiding. Although we believe our painful energy is being directed at others, it is actually really damaging to ourselves. So this is where we become victims, victims to our circumstances. Although we are victims of abuse, we need to be able to take back our power by making a commitment to ourselves to self-partner and do what we need to do to heal ourselves and our lives. So there is so many good reasons to stay in the victim mindset, given all that you've been through and how much this has hurt you. But Something really helpful to know is that there are reasons why, although you may want to take action to self-partner, that you don't, okay? Victimisation actually creates chemical peptides in our brains that are incredibly addictive and highly self-destructive. And they lead to a life of generating more victimization and powerlessness. So this is why it is so important to get the support to help you transition out of victim mentality and to strive to get out of victim mentality. So know that, you know, it's actually important for you to uh, be in, have that victim phase where you're able to fully express everything that has happened to you, but that you do not want to stay there for too long and get stuck there. You want to move on and go from victimhood to becoming someone who survived this victim experience that you've gone through. And then to go on from there to the next step of somebody who has thriving because you've taken enough steps along the journey um, beyond being a victim. So it's all part of a journey. And just remember this, that every step on the right path is going to, you know, you're going to pay dividends for taking those steps along the right path. And it is going to help you to transform your life to the life that you really desire and that you want to be living. So the next reason I'm going to talk about is something I've been guilty of, and that is not spending time alone to a point where I was able to do some self-reflection or inner work. I, I was always um, filling my time so that I didn't have to spend that quiet, reflective time with myself because it was too painful. Um, my life was so full with looking after the kids and all the things that go with managing what was really a very unmanageable situation that always involved me doing things like cleaning up messes from, you know, one drama after another that I did not have any time for stillness. I didn't have time to spend time alone with myself. And what this did is it really enabled me the opportunity to keep running away from myself. So we need to be prepared to cultivate a relationship with ourselves if we want others to value us. 
So this is one of the reasons that I, I run my monthly workshop to help you remember your incomprehensible words so that you understand why it's so important for you to invest time in nourishing and healing yourself. So getting comfortable with stillness exercises like sitting quietly with your eyes closed, connecting with your inner self for half an hour can be the last thing that we feel like doing when we are self-avoiding. It feels easier to fill our time with looking after everyone else's needs rather than spending some time addressing our own. So once you have made that commitment to self-partner, you can take steps to spend time in quiet meditation. Even if you commit to five minutes a day, this will pay off greatly as you start truly valuing yourself and your inner wisdom. So when we are not happy with ourselves and our lives, we feel an aching emptiness inside of us. We are missing self-love, self-dedication and self-growth and this leaves a painful void inside that begs to be filled. This is where we attempt to numb ourselves, to not feel the painful emotions and this is when harmful addictions are formed. The problem with this is that the underlying problem is not attended to. We may want relief, but we are blocking ourselves from healing by trying to numb ourselves. But because we are looking for some relief, we turn to the harmful thing because it releases dopamine in our brain that gives us that hit of temporary relief. So there is an aspect of continuing to self-avoid through using substances and that is that over time you need more of the substance to give you the same level of relief. So substances, when I talk about substances, substances can be a whole range of things from sugar to eating too much, eating the wrong types of food to eating too little, to turning to alcohol, to smoking cigarettes or turning to drugs, whether they be illicit drugs or whether they be pharmaceutical drugs, which people can also form addictions and dependencies on. So all addictions they generate from this place of self-loathing, from underlying feelings of a lack of trust, belief and respect for ourselves. I am no stranger to addiction and as hard as it was to come to terms with a label of self-loathing as being the underlying reason I turned to substances to numb the pain, I felt um, going on both physically and mentally, I can now be empathetic with myself, knowing that one of my 
biggest life lessons has been to love and accept myself for who I am at every stage of my journey through life. And as I have partnered with myself, I've had so many opportunities to stop being my own worst enemy and learn ways to be my own best friend. So the biggest addiction I needed to give away was smoking. And in moments when I was open to being honest with myself, I knew that the reason I was smoking um, is because I was terribly hard on myself, not liking myself for the mess my life was in, not thinking I was very deserving of the things I yearned for deep down inside, like a beautiful, healthy, harmonious relationship with someone who loved and respected me or a beautiful home or, you know, just many of the things that I really, really wanted but did not feel deserving of and I was very hard on myself. But I hadn't yet grasped how important it was for me to stop loathing myself and make a commitment to love and honour myself wholly, just like I hoped that somebody else would. So I just, you know, think, why is it that we expect other people to love, honour and respect us when we struggle to do this for ourselves? So really at the heart of my addiction, I needed to count myself as being worth nourishing and healing to be able to allow my addiction to dissolve into nothingness. I had been a smoker for many years and it had become a part of my being or so I thought. I'm so glad I went through the challenging transition of stopping smoking because I have a new lease on life now, not just because I gave myself back my physical health by stopping smoking, but because I gave myself the gift of loving myself and valuing myself enough to break free from harmful substances. So if you are using harmful substances, substances, to mask some of the pain you are feeling, please start thinking about validating your worth. You deserve to be set free from addictive substances. You deserve your love and your kindness. And don't think you have to achieve this on your own. Get support and know that the new pathway from addictive substances is like any path, and that is to take one step at a time. You can only ever take one step at a time. The next escape that we can turn to and use is to turn away from self-partnering by using social media, TV, and computer games. 
So don't get me wrong, okay? The Today's episode is proudly brought to you by the How to Feel a Million Dollars Even If You Are Just Scraping By Workshop. In a world that conditions us to lack and limitations, this workshop is here to help women who have been made to feel not good enough to find a way to rediscover the treasures that lie within themselves and to find confidence matched with courage and conviction to help them to move in the direction of a rich and rewarding life. To find out more how to manifest an abundant life and to sign up for the next workshop, just go to www.sandyj.com.au forward slash workshop or go to the episode notes and click on the link. Forms of technology, they are addictive okay just make no mistake about it they are addictive so they're just like harmful substances because they are not healthy when you are addicted to them and it robs you of having time for things that are nourishing to yourself and to your life so what happens like an addiction is we get the same hits of dopamine from the instant gratification that social media, TV and gaming provide. So that's why they're so highly addictive. That's why people are drawn back to them time and time again. And that's why it's so hard for people to break away from screens. So we literally lose hours out of the day because we are plugged into technology. So, and next thing we know, our day is gone and we've had no time for ourselves and we're left feeling empty. These things have done nothing to evolve ourselves or to expand our personal identity. So just put some time limits around these things to allow space in your life to create the life you really want from the inside out. So just have a think about that because I know that there is a huge amount of um, people who are really tied into technology terribly and they're missing out on a wonderful life because of this addiction. So I really encourage you to start putting some time limits on when you can use technology and I guess you know circumstances around it too and I'll just use one example that I am quite old-fashioned I suppose in that you know I believe in bringing my family together every day at the dinner table for a family meal and you know I've got three teenagers now so um I'm busy working and they're off doing their own thing and it's our one opportunity in the day where we all come together and we all have a chance to catch up and um, and talk about anything under the sun really. But one thing that we don't allow is we don't allow technology to come to the dinner table so this is an absolute no-go zone for phones any other form of technology the tv is never on when we're having a meal and we put this boundary around this time with our family because so much of the rest of the day can be taken up by using technology so that's 
just one boundary that I've placed around technology in my home. Um, but there are other boundaries as well. Um, the same thing as, you know, I, I don't look at social media in bed. Um, you know, I, the only technology I will use in bed is to have some relaxing music on in the background as I drift off to sleep. So, um, yeah, so just think about the ways in which you are using technology and ask yourself, you know, are you allowing yourself you know, opportunities for nourishing yourself, for self-care, for that time to be reflective and do that inner work or are you filling every moment of the day with um, with screens and uh, not allowing yourself any time? Has this become an addiction? Is this a form of an escape for you from life so just yeah just try and have a little bit of awareness around that so next on the list is shopping and material possessions now um I'm probably a reformed shopaholic I would say um I love I love uh shopping um and because I went through a lot of uh, financial adversity, um, I needed to find ways to get resourceful. So that's, you know, another skill that I've acquired from going through the hard times is I've learned to be very savvy with my money. So I know how to make money stretch a long way um, and I I still use this in my life even though you know I've got a buffer around me now um, financially and I've got stability and security I still look for ways in which I can save money even when it comes to you know things like the grocery shop but I actually turned uh, my shopping into a way that a, a little mini business, which was um, sourcing uh, secondhand bits and bobs, which are usually um, old uh, or eclectic, interesting things, and then reselling them and for a profit. So um it wasn't hugely profitable for me, but I sort of had it at a hobby level and it was something that I really enjoyed, but it managed what it did is it put me into this category of um, being a mass consumer. And even though I look at myself as being a recycler, um, I was still caught up in using things as being um filling that void inside of me so and I'm going to explain a little bit more about this now so I'm speaking from personal experience here um I love things I love shopping um and it's a very very nice escape to uh to have um but it's not great to have you know that because we need to find our worth in things other than our um, material possessions so we live in a society that really demands consumerism we are so so conditioned to believe that what we have defines us 
instead of who we are, who we are as defining us. So we seek fulfillment in the things that we have, but um, that high that we experience once we have the object of our desires, it just fades so quickly into insignificance and we're left with that same horrible feeling of emptiness and insecurity and anxiety. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with wanting and striving for nice things when it's an extension of an already fulfilled self, okay? Because this is then an expression of your abundant and expansive self. There's a, there's a big difference, okay? Just remember, though, that it is only through deeply meeting, loving and partnering with ourselves and tending to our own healing and growth that we will know lasting satisfaction and that everything else just falls short of meeting the mark. So the more that you learn to value yourself, the less you will depend on material possessions making you feel like your life has value. This is a trap that many of us fall into and, um, and it's something that really needs to change so that you can find the real sense of fulfilment in your life rather than chasing the next thing that you think you need to make your life whole and happy okay so this is also something that I cover in the rediscover the treasures within monthly workshop so if you haven't participated in this workshop yet and you'd like to get started with learning to self-partner to heal your life just go to www.sandyj.com.au forward slash workshop or go to the link in the episode notes and yeah, come, come join in the workshop. I'd love to see you in there. So the problem that we have as humans is that we take our own evolution too seriously. We tend to focus on the drama, the tragedy, the problems, instead of looking for the opportunities that these things are presenting to show us where we have gotten off track and um, for this to enable us and allow us to see that something needs to change within us to allow us to get back onto the right track. We tend to go into self-avoidance, self-denial, self-loathing, self-hatred, self-pity, self-abandonment, all because we have missed the opportunity in the drama, tragedy or problem. We tend to get stuck in the pain and we tend to get stuck and miss the fork in the road. We tend to be blind to the part that we can play in seeing another path. We tend to miss the things we can do to step onto a path that will lead us 
to the rich and rewarding life that we don't yet have, that we want deep down inside. We tend to forget how great a part we play in the evolution of our lives. We tend to forget that we can pick up the pen and rewrite a different story. We tend to believe that successful people are the lucky ones and we're just not one of those lucky ones. We tend to get stuck in a rut of realities that are based on fear and assumptions. We tend to wait for the right time or the ideal time to do something we know we need to do to change our current reality. We tend to limit ourselves for a long, long list of reasons. We don't tend to self-partner, which leads to self-love, self-care, self-confidence, self-respect, self-esteem, and at the heart of it all, self-worth. It is not until we learn to self-partner that we are able to step back onto the right track that holds a reality which is worlds apart from the one that is full of pain and emptiness. The right track leads to an abundant life on every level that will attract opportunities to be in relationship with good people, opportunities to bring more happiness and harmony into our life, more opportunity to expand your life on all levels. Now, as a final word of encouragement, I want to plant this seed in your mind. If the pain that you are experiencing in your life is 10 out of 10 right now, then the liberation waiting for you on the other side when you self-partner with the level of joy that you will experience will match it and be 10 out of 10 too. So please don't ever, ever give up. You, me, all of us, we are all a work in progress. You don't have to have it all figured out. Just start by valuing yourself enough to say to yourself, I am here for you. I will do whatever I need to do to help you heal. All right, that's it for today. I hope you have found some value in today's show. Sending you lots of love and lots of light and lots of blessings. Sandy. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but when I turned a corner in my life, the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light 
shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on, to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe. Sandy.